Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Die by the Sword podcast. It is my bittersweet duty to inform you that this is the final show that will have myself, Elizabeth, and Noelle on it. It's been wonderful doing the show for y'all. We're really happy with how this episode came out, so we do hope you enjoy it. I will still be showing up here and there on the show as a guest, but this is the last time that all three of us will be on the same episode, so... Uh, I hope you enjoy it. As always, I want to say a big thank you to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate for the wonderful music. It's been really, really fun putting their excellent work into the show. And again, a big thank you to Sordco Soundscapes. The ambient background sounds from him have been awesome and have really helped tie the show together. So that's it for me. I hope you enjoy this episode. listener of the show i assume you like fantasy and i mean a shame if you didn't <laughs> really kinda. i kind of purposeless otherwise you're i i think you might just be confused as to what you're listening to <laughs> especially this far in right i cannot recommend highly enough terry pratchett if you have not mm. read the author terry pratchett and his entire discworld series you're missing a huge there's a huge void in your life you're not even aware of i would agree <sighs> totally um I- I've never read Terry Pratchett. You haven't? No, I know that the, the turtle is the turtle. Yes, the great Atuin. Atuan. Atuan, sorry. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I, could go on, I could go on for hours about this. But um, for those of you who don't know who Terry Pratchett is, he was Neil Gaiman's like BFF. They wrote Good Omens together. So if you've seen that. Um, also a fine book. Amazon special. That one was good. That's where it came from. Um, and he's just fabulous. And he, he writes, his whole Discworld series is a world that's like ours, but magical. So, um, slightly satirical, definitely a commentary on, on the world. Uh, but he does it from such a, a genuine place. Like, even when he's criticizing things, there's always hope at the end. And it's just very uplifting. So it's like, makes you think, makes you laugh. Also, just, you know, just a good time. But, the reason I bring it up is I've been thinking about it while we've been in Ustalov and specifically in this castle because his world has a Transylvania-esque area. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, Uberwald. Uberwald. <laughs> um, and in Uberwald, that's like where all the mad scientists hang out. Like, they, they, they're just all over the place. And they all, there is a, a union. There's a, a group a of union? workers. There's a group of workers called the Igors. It's a family business. <laughs> and they all have to make adjustments to themselves. And they, um, you know, they take, uh, inheritance very seriously. So, like, if an Igor is like, oh, he's got his father's eyes, he's literally got his father's, father's eyes. eyes. <laughs> oh, no. Um, grandfather's <laughs> hands and things like that. But so the Igors are a, a race, a, a family of, of helpers that help all these scientists and uh Uberwald is known for having really great lightning. <laughs> um you know, super castles. Like there. really good thunderstorms there yeah. all the time. And all the Igors have to walk with a limp and talk with a lisp at all times. Like it's a requirement <laughs> for them. Yes, master. Exactly. And so it is just they all have to have hunchbacks too. Exactly. They all have they to have, have hunchbacks. hunchbacks, yeah. So and then the the lady Igors are Igorinas. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the dwarfs, where the lady dwarfs and the men dwarfs, you really can't tell the difference. Yeah, the Igorinas, you can you can tell after you look a little bit closer. Yes, but um, it's just a wonderful yeah, series, two- and I've been thinking yeah. about the Igors right now. <laughs> Do they have two humps? They can, <laughs> but uh, they uh, what hump? They they um, what's also it's like they don't judge. You know, whatever their their uh, 
masters are working on it. So yeah, you know, it's like everyone's got their ho- hobbies. <laughs> so so they're they're the healers in this series too. They're uh, yeah, they can do anything. They, they were anything. really good at stitching. Yes. <laughs> And if you needed a place to jump in, oh man, I mean, you could jump in anywhere. It's also really interesting, just the timelines of the Discworld. You could read it chronologically. You could read it. He basically goes through the history of the world. So if you ever look up like Discworld timelines or Discworld reading order, it's going to bring up like five different options for you. <laughs> um, and they're all standalone. Uh, yeah. But as far novels. as one of my favorites, Thief of Time is a, is one I was reading recent, rereading recently, and it had an Igor in it. And he was distressed because he wasn't in Uberwald. And he's like, the lightning's not the same around here. I don't like it. Is that the <laughs> one where, they, where it's Egypt? No, that's the... Um, this, no, it's not that one. It's uh, the... Oh, that's uh, Pyramids. It's the, it's the, the, the monks of time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, they can slice time into... Yes. They do like time foo and stuff. <laughs> you know, I really regret not... It's not that I can't read. It's just I can't keep my attention on a book. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one, it, Philip. I, I love these worlds and how they're built. And I would, in theory, I would love to read it, but it takes me forever to read just because of, of you know, the ADD and the, yeah. the, the, the um, what you call it? The dyslexia? Word, which is, the dyslexia. Uh, reading is kind of a slog for me, even though I love yeah. all of those worlds. How about audiobooks? Because Richard listens to a lot. Yeah, my issue is... I, I I really easily slip into this mode where my eyes are scanning the print and my brain is thinking about something else instead of actually reading what my eyes are scanning. But audiobooks work really well for me. Yeah, no, I like I like audiobooks. Um, my favorite uh, books to consume that way are uh, by the author David Sedaris. Um, I don't know him. Oh, he's so funny. He's, he's a humorist. Funny. Yes. Um, I, I believe humorist I'm sorry. Who, who writes about his families and diaries and all sorts That's of stuff. That's fun. I believe you'd find that most of the Terry Pratchett probably is on audiobooks too. There've yeah, been a lot and of probably great. Been, yeah, probably great. I bet you can find some great readers. Yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah. No, oh, a- last thing I'll say is that Death is a character in his books, and you can always <laughs> tell when Death is talking because the letters will all be in all capital letters. That's the one thing you miss from listening to audiobook yes. Terry Pratchett rather than reading is he does a lot of play on words There's that puns, way. Yes, but like spelling. word puns, spelling puns. <laughs> So he types like he's yelling at you the whole time. Yeah. Well, he just speaks in all caps. It's it's more yeah. like it's hollow. Like it's a powerful thing. But. Okay. Or he's like uh, 75 and he is writing an email to his grandkids. <laughs> I'm not yelling. This is the only way I can read what it's, I'm typing. It's, it's the only, it, it truly is the only way he can speak. He doesn't, he doesn't have any other way. But you know, I think death would would text like that if he, yes, uh, he if he if he had the option because he's a bit of an old man character <laughs> he is and he very he struggles with he's observed life so much so he's tried to reproduce certain parts of it but everything is black in deathland yeah, he's got a house got and a like house. the whole garden's black and gray yeah and it's just but he likes cats he likes he loves cats uh and he uh he's got a horse named binky Oh. And he used to, he used to have skeletal horses, but stuff fell through them. Yeah. They would try to eat hay, and it would just fall through them. It made him sad. <laughs> so uh, Binky is actually a living horse, but has special special dimension powers. powers. Yeah. Oh, it's a great series. I can't yeah. recommend it enough. Um, I think it would be good on audiobook, but you do miss some of the 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 word puns might not make sense when listening to them. But he's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, and that's that's a shame. But I mean, I I'd probably consume it on audiobook first. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, d- you know, dyslexia is a 
it's a very, it's very difficult to deal with. It's a, it makes it is, reading not fun. And some of his books, I think, would would absolutely exacerbate it. Yes. Um, for example, another recommendation I have is the We Free Men, which has like a bunch of little pixies that are um, Scotsmen, basically, oh. and so they talk like, "Ah, come here, you wee kitty!" <laughs> like, "Wurra, wurra, wurra!" Um, like cow. When they talk about cows, they're spelled C O O. So it's a coo. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, no, I I love the written word and i love these stories and i love to use my imagination it's just it's the technical part yeah. the actual reading yeah. it that, that that gets me down because uh, yeah no when i was a kid i would want to be read to all the time they had to hide books from me because i would want people to read to me and i remember vividly one time trying to go to one of their hiding spots that they had and a whole shelf falling on top of me <gasps> oh, poor Phil. that's not how i expected that story <laughs> And he was attacked by killer books. <laughs> and he never no read again. Never reading. read again. <laughs> and the dyslexia started. Talk about fear of the written word. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. He comes yeah. down with a whole if, shelf. <laughs> if I could, uh, you know, devote the time to reading, I would read a whole lot more. I hear you. Yeah. Well. I, I have the similar feeling because I, I love books, but I, I tend to do more audio books than reading a physical one. Because I'm not dyslexic, but I have scotopic sensitivity syndrome. Mm. So Never heard me, of that. Like, reading, it's the light reflecting off the page back to my eyes. Kind of jumps around. It makes it to where like whole chunks of the page I'm reading are just invisible to me. Huh. So I have to go back and reread the same page multiple times to fill in all those blanks. See, I have to go back and reread, but it's because I was skimming it. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good speed That's reader. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say a good speed reader. I'm I'm a speed reader. (laughs) So I'll see these blank blank spots all through the page. But if you're able to change the light reflecting pattern, like if I put like a purple overlay over the book, then I can usually read it just fine. This is uh, this actually reminds me of another book real quick. And I promise I'll (laughs) this is going to become a reading podcast if I don't stop. (laughs) But um, there's another book called Sunshine by Robin McKinley. Um, That one's about vampires. But uh, the main girl gets the ability to have dark vision um about halfway through and she basically it's it's a real struggle for her because she's like you don't realize this but like everything has shadows <laughs> so it's like seeing in the dark when it's light out it's like totally threw off her depth perception she's like your pencil casts a shadow like door frames cast a shadow she kept like walking into doors and stuff and that's what that reminds me of it's like you know words on the page casting a shadow like yeah throwing everything off which brings us back to the uh platonic solids we talked about last time <laughs> yeah yeah because aligns a, a, a point if you talk about dimensional so like a point is the shadow of a line right take an end on and a line is the shadow of a plane so a line is the shadow of a three a two-dimensional shadow of a three-dimensional object and a plane is a shadow of a four-dimensional object and then, so when you get into those five-dimensional shapes, that's a shadow of a six-dimensional object. Uh, it gets really crazy after four dimensions. Things become unpredictable. Go well, figure. We- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We can't see it. We can only theorize it. Exactly, exactly. So when you see these things, these 20-sided dice, it's the shadow of a 21, 21st dimension object mm. what does that object look like this is what the what its shadow looks like we do not have the hardware to to uh see it and mm. i don't even have the software to consider uh, yeah I, was, I don't even know if i want to see it yeah it's gonna look like cthulhu speaking <laughs> of things we don't want to see oh yeah oh. this is 
This a, is pretty much a we're choker, here. Yeah. Choker, cloaker, midnight toker, chul, at a cap. That was a good joke last time, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I've been singing that song the entire time since we uh, <laughs> last met. Oh, speaking of th- seeing things, I have a concern. You did not describe Horace in your description of the room. That's true. Yeah, he he's not there. Uh, we were lied to. <laughs> Damn little pixie. We haven't rolled a perception yet. We'll see. Maybe he has a potion of invisibility. That's true. He might. He might. He can't drink potions. That was part of our evidence in the trial. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. He also can't. <laughs> That's be why tar- I'm not a lawyer. He also can't be the target of uh, magic spells. So he- just like the other one we just fought, huh? Maybe he has a ring the- of invisibility. Yeah, he the could homunculus use a- never said that Horus was in the next room. Yeah, I meant to ask that. I was like, oh, is Horus in there? You know, I don't like the word homunculus to describe the creature that we just had an encounter with, because to me, homunculus has that secondary meaning of something that is big. No, that's ho- it's you're spelling it wrong in your head. Probably. It's not it's not, it's not H-U, like huge. It's H-O, like uh, homo sapien. Oh. It's, 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 it means man-like, a, a yeah. man-like creature. It's that made does... From- parts of man yeah absolutely changed the meaning yeah thank you english <laughs> well it, it gets back to that reading and spelling thing and even though horace ran. isn't in this room i still think it's a good idea to run to the machine and get it ready to go well i'm thinking now that that's how we're supposed to get him here yes. is we have to go oh, activate the machine because then it makes the connection yes yeah. it's like hey oh. horace that this is how he was first activated, and this is how we're going to get him back in. Gotcha. Okay. But how do you no. target him specifically? So let's. Well, where let's are find we? Out. Where are we again? Who's invisible, and what else? Roderick and Vivian are both invisible. I think. Yes. And we found some other potions, right? Mm-hmm. So. So you're all buffed up. I'm all buffed up because I've taken a bull strength. And you have aid, which gave you that eight extra hit point. And then everyone else has Bless, which gives them a plus one to attack, which you also have from your aid. And Roderick has Shield of Faith. So, Gary, let me ask you about this creature real quick, Mr. Promethean here. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's made from these other creatures. (laughs) And I'm I'm really sure I know the answer to this, but I just don't want to know. Um, Does it seem like he's got the abilities of all of them? Are we even going to be able to roll on this, bro? Um, Knowledge-wise? It would be, because he's a, const- a construct, it would be the knowledge arcana. Okay. Um, Joke to not fuck up this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roderick. It's like, any time I need to roll a knowledge arcana on a creature, it's a natural four. Yeah. Okay, so that's good to know, because that's what I'm, I'm curious as to how much, um, how, how many personality traits he's taken on from and all And how many these. times he can hit you on a, in a round. I mean, how many? <sighs> I don't even want to know how that. How many attacks can he take? That's what I want to know. Well, I don't think our plan changes, because, yes, Vivian still needs to run up to to call Horace. I think you're right that that's what she's going to have to do. Yeah, and Roderick, he was invisible just because he wanted to see what was going on in the room and see if he could take any tactical advantage. And depending on what he sees, he might just go up and try to help you with the levers. I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> yeah, so we can go do that right away. Yeah, so. I think the faster we call Horace, the better. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And let's face it, Roderick, as soon as you get hit... You're going down. Dude, I'm worried about you right now. This is a big fucking creature. Yeah, the question is, does this thing have four attacks and rend again? Mm-hmm. Or worse. <laughs> I mean, we've already been through the character that has four attacks and rend. How well, about if we have six or eight or ten attacks? Well, I mean, from rend? a monster design perspective, this one might have a little bit of a prolonged deadliness instead of having so much damage immediately <laughs> up front. Well, let's find out. Vivian presses play on the VCR. So just- All right. That was a good so VCR we- noise. Are you ready to go? 
think we're ready to go. Uh, yep. All right. So let's roll for initiative. Uh, I'm not ready. Okay. Okay. We're starting out good. This is the second awesome initiative roll I've had in two combats. 15. 15 for Zenobia. Roderick got a 20. <gasps> Roderick. Renny. 18. 15. And Vivian. 15, but I'll be go after Zenobia. Okay. So Carrie and I are visible. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are starting things off with Roderick. Roderick's going first. Okay, so the first thing Roderick wants to do is roll a perception check to see if there's anything of note in the room. It's not awful. That's a 19? 19. 19. Uh, the main things of note are, like I mentioned at the end of last episode, uh, you see the, the iron doll over on the side with the, the count stuck inside, mm-hmm. looking terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see a ladder going up to the platform where these uh, levers are. Okay, that's where I was wondering. You do see that one of the levers is next to this big, um, like, round apparatus that will open the ceiling once it is it is turned. Okay. So it sounds like we'll need to turn the lever on and open the ceiling. I think the lever opens like the ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like an iris sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, second point, Roderick is going to roll Knowledge Arcana on the creature to see what he can find out. Okay. Much, much better. 22. 22. Okay, so this is a huge construct. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, it does have the damage reduction of DR10 adamantine. Oh, no. We're never going to kill uh, this thing. Uh, That's why we need Horus. has the same construct traits and immunity to magic. Uh, it looks like it's got primarily its slams as an attack, and it can only do that twice, so it doesn't have four attacks on two. Okay. Um, but it does also have tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> and the tentacles can grab you. Naturally. Um, and you would also probably realize that these are paralytic tentacles. Ah, uh, that's from the Chul. Tentacles from the Joker. Uh, this thing also has a supernatural ability called Quickness, so it can take an extra move action each turn. Gary, I'm not okay with this. This is straight from the book. I'm worried, guys. Oh, shoot. Oh, Zenobia's going to uh, die. <laughs> one other thing I did forget to mention mm-hmm. on um, your perception check, mm-hmm. next to the, the bell jar with the uh, human what? woman inside, there is a wand sitting on a shelf. Is it a wand of turn your weapon out of Antine? <laughs> no. Renly should go for that. Okay, so... Um, Do you share that information? <laughs> so, so Roderick, he's feeling very stressed right now, this DR-10. So even though he's invisible, he shouts it out. This thing's hide is very, very tough. Renly, we need your boost again. Um, so he's looking at that wand, and he's hoping the wand is going to be of some help. So his move is going to be move 5, 15, 20, 25, 30 over to the glass jar and the shelf with the wand. As a swift action, he's going to give his sword the plus two. And then as his standard action, he's going to cast Detect Magic so he can roll a spellcraft on the wand and find out what it does. Okay. Good roll. It's a 26. This is a wand of Speak with the Dead. Oh. That doesn't help us at all. 31. <laughs> 31 charges. Well, we, did, we wouldn't know if he didn't check. The wand is useless. <laughs> Unless she's dead and you want to speak to her. She won't let us kill oh. the thing. <laughs> or we can speak to each part of the monster. <laughs> or we can speak to Zenobia after she gets killed. Yeah, use it that way. 
So he yells, Vivian, go up and, uh, actually he says, well, it's tough though, because we need Vivian to heal too. What if we send Renly flying up to go pull the levers? I can do that, but remember, um, I, have I can do there, that. I have to be there, don't I? Hmm? I have to be there, don't I, to be in control? He'd be in control. We're just trying to get Horace here. Okay. But you could take control from me, right? Okay. So Roderick, Roderick yells, Carrie, I think you should go pull the levers. Vivian, keep us alive. And that's the end of his turn. All right. And it is Renly's turn. So what Carrie is going to do on her turn is immediately start singing. She is going to buff everyone's weapon with flaming again. Yes. Carrie is going to start singing and flying and start making her way to the uh, to the ladder. So she'll end up right in front of where Vivian is, but, you know, a little higher in the air. Okay. All right. Uh, and how far can you fly at one time? Uh, 20 feet. Wait. All right. So you can't quite make it there this round. You got some more feet to go. Right. One step closer. So, uh, the little circles that I just added to the map kind of makes a triangle shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are uh, the two on the southern part near the ladder are where the levers are. There is also um, like this rubber rod that forms like this triangle shape that goes between those three points. Hmm. Probably lightning related. I don't think it makes any sense to us now. Stand on it when you pull the levers so you don't get hit by lightning. It's a grounding pad. There you go. So next up is Zenobia. So I'm going to study him. First of all, I'm in the room, right? He's above me? Uh, no, he's just in front of you. Just in front of me. And I am going to take a step back really as far as I can step back on this turn, mm-hmm. which I think is only five feet since yeah. I've studied it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go total defense. I'm basically going to turtle down, trying to entice it to hit me. Yeah. And the by going total defense, I add plus four, plus four to your AC and to your CMD, because it is a dodge bonus. Alright. So, okay. makes me harder to hit. Okay. Uh, next up would be Vivian. Vivian is going to take a five foot step to the side. Further away from the creature. Yep. And she's going to begin summoning. 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 That's fun. That is fun. We can't see it, but her eyes are huge. <laughs> is it like Buffy the Vampire Slayer when Willow uses magic, they just become all black? No, she would glow. But you also you can't yeah. see it because she's invisible. Rhymes with blend visible. It does. Okay. Uh, so Vivian, five foot steps, and starts to summon. Now the aberrant Prometheans turn. <laughs> who, who apparently rolled garbage initiative, which is nice. He's big. Yeah, he's I slow. A, I rolled a five. Uh. <laughs> it's appropriate that you know your GM always rolls like a twenty-seven initiative or something like that. But but on this this final boss of this book, no big deal. I'm really happy. It means we're not flat-footed for a change. Yeah, yeah right. True. God, I hate being uh, flat-footed. Okay, so he can take a five-foot step, and that puts him within fifteen feet of Zenobia. Correct. Yep, I tried. Sorry, Zenobia. Yep. Well, you know, boss killing time. He's going to try to hit you with two tentacles. First yeah. one. For the sake of the audience, this creature can reach anywhere in the room from where it's standing. Oh so. my gosh. Mm-hmm. It also looks like if you crossed Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors with a, with a treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what this one does. I don't have the actual imagery for for this thing, so I found... Looks like a big mimic. There's like a little lock on a treasure chest for his head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The mimic monster. Okay, so that is a 27 to hit on the first. That just hits. Okay, and then the second one. That was a 32. Oh! (laughs) That hits too. 
both will hit. We tried. We really did. So you will take... You'll take 50 points of damage. <gasps> oh, oh, unholy. No. We are fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> so nobody says... And... Ouch. They get the chance to grab. No. No, don't do it. Your CMD has also increased. That is a 36. <laughs> See? It doesn't matter. I told you. Yeah. It never matters. Ugh. I love the mechanics. You are grappled. Oh, no. Oh, no. Vivian, you're up. Mm. You got grease? <laughs> I don't think we can trip this thing. But no, I'm talking about grease, grease you. Me. Yeah, they could. he could grease you. I could, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I... We need Horace here uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to get to... Yes, uh, absolutely. Don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So stressed. It's okay, guys. It is Roderick's what, turn. What do... Do I get a roll next turn? Yeah, we'll get to it on your turn. turn. Hold on. Okay, uh, Roderick is going to move up to the creature. Um, his um, equivalent to adamantine longsword in hand will break invisibility for him to swing at this thing's flat-footed AC. <gasps> So 24 to hit. 24 against flat footed AC. Mm-hmm. Misses. No. <laughs> We're going to die. TPK. Yep. Oh, well. oh, God. It's been a glorious adventure. Uh. What a way to end it, right? Sorry, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Renly. Keep going. Yeah. If you hit a wall, you can spider climb. Can Renly get to the lever in this turn? Yes, you can. he's at, then he's going to get to the lever. Sorry, Gary, I have to rules lawyer. Did you take negative two from the creature since it's grappled? Oh, no, I did not. Does <gasps> that hit? That just hit. Oh, nice! Rules lawyer! Rules lawyer. Love it! Rules lawyer. rules lawyer! Rules lawyer! Bring your rules lawyer to your adventure. That's like bringing your healer to your adventure, right? <laughs> Don't leave home with that. Rolled pretty good. 16 points of slashing damage from the sword, which counts as adamantine, and 6 points of fire damage. Is it dead yet? They <laughs> <laughs> killed it, right? Yeah, 22 not hit points. That's <laughs> not even close. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's big monsters, but they don't have a lot of HP, or vice versa. Like high AC, low HP. I don't think this is one of those monsters. I don't think so either. No, no, this is high AC, high uh, damage, high, high HP, damage. high mm. DR. I still did the right thing because mm. oh, it bumped yeah. me up eight, eight hit points. No, yeah. yours is great. Yeah, that's good. That first that 50 hit points is temporary. So, yep. All right, Ridley. You may continue your turn. So I finish moving towards the lever and grab it and I pull it. Pull the lever. Okay. You pull the lever and as you do, you hear this electrical charge start to build up and the machine above you. Hey, I wonder if we can get the... There are the spots on the floor. I wonder if we get the monster in between them. If that'll shock Struck by lightning. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's a thought. We don't really know what this thing does yet, so we need very clear descriptions from Gary on what's happening with all these levers. <laughs> I'm telling you what I'm, what I know. We got you. I trust you. We're just very, 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 very stressed. We're so scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up would be Zenobia. So, I'm entangled. Right? You're grappled. 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 So your options are: you can try to break the grapple, but this thing probably has an enormous CMD, so it's probably not going to happen. You can also just swing at it. Yeah, just hit it. Yeah, can she do two hits or just one? I don't see any reason you couldn't do two. Um, and then what's the penalty for her? It'd be negative two, but the creature also has a negative two AC, so. So it's a wash? Yeah, just roll your normal numbers. Okay. So bad. 
is a 29. That'll hit. Yeah, it 1d8 and a 1d6 for fire. Alright, we're doing fire? Yes. Okay. Just make sure to give me the, the weapon damage separately, since it's not adamantine. The weapon damage is 14. Very nice. The fire damage, <sighs> fire damage is 5. That's on the first hit. Okay. Second swing. That was a, a 20. That will not hit. Okay. At least I did some damage. That was great. Yeah. All right. And that'll bring us to Vivian. So, uh, in flanking position with Roderick, a... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to be clear. Vivian's from the city, but I believe the way, you know, magic works, her goddess, her, her celestial ma- clerical magic... <laughs> divine, thank, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Noel, for <laughs> coming up with your own word. Um, divine magic... Your goddess gives you what you need. So, um, Vivian's never been on a farm, but what appears in flanking position with Roderick is a Auroch, which is a big cow. It's a cow. Oh, good. <laughs> it's a large, a large celestial cow. So it's large. Appears in flanking position with Roderick, and it's going to try to gore. Totally misses. But it's there, and it's trying to be distracting. <laughs> Are you my mother? <laughs> How big is this cow? Large. It's a cow, not a bull, right? No, it's a bull, but <laughs> it's a farm animal. Thank you for the large summon distraction. Yes. It's one more thing to hit. It's like... <laughs> noises. It's like the cow that John Travolta fought in... Um, Battle. Uh, yeah, in uh, Michael. Michael. Okay, so that's what that, that's what that does. Um, so that animal is there now. And Vivian is going to cast Cure Serious on Zenobia. Takes a five-foot step in and reaches for Zenobia's ankle. She's being whipped around and by the she's still table. invisible, correct? Yep. Yes. I have not attacked. And this keeps going this way, I doubt I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should. Do keep track of your number of uh, vanished rounds, though. I don't know how many I have. Five. Five, so this is round two. It's probably round three, because you probably kept the first round as the round to open the door. So you have two more rounds of this. 19 points of healing. It's not nothing. That's great. Very good. And I'm basically okay. out of spells now. <laughs> All right. So That'll bring us to the aberrant, prom- aberrant Promethean. Zenobia, I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh. So is this creature maintaining its grapple this round? Yes. Yay. Hero card. Hero card. Philip. Yes. I need that hero card. <laughs> So the betrayal is going to come into uh, oh, into play. No, <laughs> uh, she rolled a three and then a four. Uh, the bit, uh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> so eleven. Uh, oh no! That is a fail. Uh, as this paralytic toxin comes out of these tentacles, and Zenobia is paralyzed for six rounds. <gasps> oh jeez! You guys are dead. Bye. <laughs> uh, keep going, keep going, Carrie. Don't count us out. We have a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. Okay. Right. Hero <laughs> card. Thank you. I'm gonna name it Cowie the One. <laughs> That's great, Cowie the One. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hero <laughs> card. I need it. I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Roderick. Uh, You're in flanking. Zenobia's still grappled, right? Yes, she is. Okay, that means this creature can't take attacks of opportunity, so he's going to cast Brand 
Even though he knows that Brand won't do any damage to the creature, casting the spell allows him to activate his spell combat ability and attack twice. So I will not add the brand damage, but I'm just using abusing the mechanic to attack twice. Also now knowing that this creature's flanked with the bolt. So one was a natural two. The other was a natural fifteen. So that's gonna be a twenty-nine to hit. That'll hit. Good, okay, good, good. So getting that hit in. I'm so nervous. Fourteen points of slashing damage, three points of fire damage. And that's with adamantine, right? Yep. Goes through. So you said that was uh, 19 points total? 19 points total. So slash miss, slash hit. Okay. So he's not in the room yet. Why isn't he here? You gotta hit the other lever, dude. Uh, so then I'll do that. I'm going to fly across the way, and I can get there in one mode speed, and hit the other lever. Okay. As you activate the second lever, you send out a mental link with Horus. Which is what you've been trying to do the whole time. <laughs> it's actually really appropriate. But can I do that with message? No. Can I do that with message? No. Can I do that with message? No. <laughs> now you can. Now can you I do it with this giant machine? What so what Carrie does is she grabs the lever, concentrates very hard, and casts message. <laughs> <laughs> does it finally work? <laughs> Conduit. <laughs> Did so you have message prepared? <laughs> Get up here, we're dying. Okay. And then roll a d4. I'm scared. It's going to be the number of rounds before he gets here. No. Three. Uh, Thanks, so Bill. We'll get here in three rounds. Uh, <laughs> I should have punched it. I should have. Should have lied, Philip. What's the use of quarantine if we can't lie? <laughs> well, we're gonna not going to survive. We're going to be dead in three rounds. Yeah, we're not going to survive three rounds, so it's fine. <laughs> we got a bull, man. It's fine. Zenobia's gonna die. Yeah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I think now that Renly's got that handled, he needs to come back down and just be an, a target option for the creature. Yeah. We don't disagree, but <laughs> I at don't the same want time, <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> Tough choice. Tough choice. We have a cow, guys. We're good. We got it. You also notice, now that it has been around since uh, the Stormcaller has been activated, that lightning bolts start shooting down into the room. Get to the... Safe space. Yep. Stand next to rubber. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Zenobia, who is paralyzed. One of six rounds. Can I roll a knowledge nature or something like that to be able to predict what the lightning's going to do? <laughs> Maybe on your turn. That'll be all told me. <laughs> I mean, fair. Fair, fair, fair. It's more kind of like a, an all arcane type thing. Okay. Well, he has that too. Can I roll that? On my turn. On your turn. <laughs> is there anything I can I can do? Is there any role you want me to make? Or are you just going in, to infuse me with more poison? I mean, you're already paralyzed, so he's mostly just going to try to do more damage to you. No, don't do that. Unless someone can make him drop you. I'm doing my best. All right, that brings us to Vivian. Vivian is going to... Uh, she's going to cast Cure Light Wounds on Zenobia. Just uh, eight points of healing. You could have fudged it. <laughs> I could have fudged it. <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Bull, Mr. Arok, is going to try to gore. I could fudge it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> if it's not a really high roll, it's a miss. Yeah, it's it wasn't. 
Yeah, I just wanted to cure light wounds because that was my last spell. Uh, first level spell. Get that out of the way. <laughs> okay. And I'm still... I'm actually pretty good hit point wise. For now. At this point. Yeah, let's see how you are in a minute. I know. <laughs> let's see how you are in six seconds. Alright, and she's going to hang tight with where she is. Still invisible for another round, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. One more round. Okay. So next up is the aberrant Promethean. You're so casual about this, Gary. He's not dying. Mm-hmm. It's like I finally get to hit Zenobia. <laughs> it only took this monstrosity. And Zenobia automatically takes 13 points of damage from being mm. in the tentacles. Sounds like constriction to me. Actually, that was just the automatic damage from being <laughs> around the poison. It uh. still has constrict, too, which does more damage. Oh, no. Damn. So he's going to try to maintain the grapple. Try, he says. With a 39. <laughs> Shut up, Gary. Pretty successful. On the paralyzed person. Yeah. You don't have your dex or dodge bonuses to CMD, so... I really think... Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just tell us if it's a natural one, Gary. Uh, and that is 24 points of damage on the constrict. How you doing now? <laughs> I am still alive. I am at 23 hit oh, points. Oh, no. She needs a channel. She can't do another round. Nope. It brings us back to Roderick. Uh, creature still grappling Zenobia, so still can't take attacks opportunity. So same move as before, two attacks. And both are a miss. A natural nine and a natural five. Uh, so I'm assuming a... Actually, no, hold on. A 23 won't hit, will it? No. Uh, because, of, because of the grapple and because of the flank, that still hits. Oh, okay. Whew. Yay. Uh, thank you for thank you, cow. I'm really happy about this cow. <laughs> Saving our lives here. Okay, 13 points of slashing damage, six points of fire. Sword is still counting as adamantium. Mm. Okay, so Roderick's doing some damage on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's twirling and twirling, doing a bunch of flashy shit over there. I'm trying my best, Zenobia. Mm. You want to try that that uh, Arcana check? Oh yeah, sorry. I had said I wanted yeah, to do I that. I need to do that on my turn too. Thank you for the reminder. 18. 18. Uh, so this is kind of acting like a call lightning spell, mm-hmm. and will randomly strike every round. <laughs> and the, do we know of anything that we can do to protect us from it? Holding on to those uh, rubber barriers up at the top, you will not take any damage. Okay. And so are these, You can you grab these from the bottom floor? No, they are only up uh, toward the ceiling. Very <laughs> helpful. The okay. Carry shout down. Sucks to be you. Very helpful. Oh my gosh. So you'd have to get up to the top to do anything. So if Horace is on his way, can we just turn the machine off? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> so will it, will, is there a chance the lightning will hit the enemy? Yes. Okay, because yeah. Golem immune to spells, but... Yeah. Uh, but this lightning coming from the machine wouldn't count, so... Yeah, uh, it's not a magical thing. It's just channeling through it. Got it. Hurry up, okay. I, need, I need to... I'm really stressed about Zenobia. It is now Renly's turn. Two more rounds, and he will be here. So I'm going to fly just above Zenobia and uh, uh, Vivian and cast Grease on Zenobia. Ooh, good call. Excellent. And reading the spell, that is going to give her a plus 10 circumstance bonus to her CMD to avoid being grappled, or in this case, having the grapple maintained. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still probably going to maintain, but it's up yeah. there. 
Yeah. I mean, ten's a, ten's a big number. Well, have, have I lost any of my modifiers? Yes. Oh, yeah. CMD? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots. So. Dexterity and dodge at the We'll just let least. Gary roll and see how yeah. high it is. It'll yeah. probably be high enough that it won't matter, but we'll find out. I would it lasts for five minutes. I so. would also argue just the fact that uh, it says if you try to use an object that's greased, you have to make a reflex save. So I would argue if the, if the monster tries to move, Zenobia, that's just my I argument. Could pop, I could pop out, yeah. That's my argument. That's fun, but I don't okay. think that would work with the rules because it has a specific section for CMD. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> you had your good rules lawyer moment. Zenobia is not an item. <laughs> yes, her. My, my, my item. armor is, though. <laughs> All right. Good turn, Phil. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good turn. good turn, Carrie. All right. So that is now Zenobia's turn. Still paralyzed. Round two of paralyzation. And greasy. <laughs> and now very greasy. So this is round two. So he comes in one more round. Next time it's my turn, he comes in. <laughs> no, round two of being paralyzed. Cheater, no, but the, I'm talking about the three rounds is what it said before Horace came. Does he come in on round three or does he come in on round four? Right, that's the question. Does he arrive on that third round or does he arrive around after that? I'll let him come in on round three. Ooh. But he'll have to roll his own initiative and that's when he'll come in. Benevolent okay. GM, no hair card. <laughs> okay, so since Zenobia is still paralyzed, it is Vivian's turn. Channel. Okay, uh, 14 points Fort- of healing. Unfortunately, Zenobia is the only one that took damage, but yeah, anything to keep her alive. <laughs> My mother's like not writing it down. I was like, write it down! <laughs> You're dying, damn it! <laughs> I'm too so tired. If I have, a question, I have a mechanics question. Mm-hmm. If the cow took damage, would it be healed by... Yes. Uh, okay. I would love this cow to take some damage. I would love this cow to take some damage. <laughs> this creature is not going to let go of Zenobia until she's nope. limp. He's got other arms, probably. I mean, the good news is if she dies, we can use the wand of speak with that to ask her any questions that we might need. <laughs> Just going to say, true. fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering any questions. I hate being undead. <laughs> well, you're not no, undead. you're not undead. You're just dead. I know, but that's you're what Zenobia would say. Zenobia would not be happy to be an undead. But you wouldn't be undead. You'd just be dead. We'd just be talking. Well, to then him. you couldn't speak to him. Yeah, no, that's not how the spell works. This, this is. We'll talk about this after you die. Okay. We'll talk to you about it after you die. Technically, I think it is like a temporary undead state. So Maybe. she's right. Fair enough. Uh huh. All right. It's Vivian's okay. turn. Done. I don't know all the Vivian's rules. Turn. I know some of the rules. That brings us to the Aberrant Promethean's turn. Once again, Zenobia will automatically take damage from being in the tentacles. Oh, and Vivian became visible. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. My bull didn't get to go. I'll go after you do your thing. Okay. Um, so it's 13 points of damage from the tentacles themselves, just being in them. And then rolling once again to maintain the grapple. That would that would be a fifty four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's but there's grease. But I did. It doesn't matter. I'm. It wasn't I, enough. I also did look up the paralyzed condition, and you have an effective strength and dexterity of zero. Mm. So <laughs> that's another negative, like ten or twelve. Also, don't worry about the bull. Bull <laughs> <laughs> missed. Bull missed. So how much damage did you do with the constrict? That is twenty four points of damage with the constrict. Are you unconscious? I am at zero. Oh, that's the worst place to be. Well, I'm Fairly. sorry. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right. This is an interesting uh, combat. That means I shouldn't heal her and see if he drops her. No, because it's, she's guaranteed to die if you don't heal her. Okay. All right. And that'll bring us around to Roderick. Same trick. Wish I could use magic on this guy. Can't. 
Natural 7 is a miss, but natural 19 is a critical threat. Rolling confirm. Rolling to confirm. That is a 9, which hit last time, which will hit again. Because I don't want to do the math, but it hit last time. So that's a, <laughs> so that's, so that's a confirm critical? Confirm critical. Yay! Oh, kill him right now. Make him drop whatever he's holding. Well, this might be fun. Gut slash, double damage, and 1d4 bleed, which it won't take because it's a construct. Target cannot swallow whole. It can't swallow it can't what? You. So in case it was planning on swallowing whole, it can't. In any, right. case, in any case, that is double damage, so I'm going to roll all these. Not terrible. Uh, 30 points of slashing damage. And two points of fire. Is that measly the fire damage fire? doesn't uh, double. Oh, it doesn't damage. Uh, double. double. No. Yeah. So just that measly little bit of fire damage. Mm-hmm. But that does go through. Thirty points still is standing though. Thirty points is a good critical, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be more excited, good. but I'm so sad about Zenobia. <laughs> it's like Roderick is right. Roderick is really concerned about keeping Zenobia alive, but he's just convinced that the best thing he can do to that effect is just to keep wailing Absolutely. on this thing. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Now's not the time to stop fighting. Not unless there's a way we could target it to make him drop her. Yeah, my CMB is not going to be high enough to do that. No one's is because the <laughs> CMB mechanics are stupid. <laughs> I love the idea, but the numbers are dumb. Well, it is Renly's turn. All right, so he's seeing um, his friend get squished, and uh, he is going to... Uh, I have a wand of cure light. Yeah. Can I... Can, do I yes. have to touch her with it? Yes. Yeah, but you can yes. do it. Okay, so that's what I'll do. I'll Cover move down. and uh, go just above for Zenobia and cure light on her forehead. Hover down like a dainty little fairy with a wand. Poker in the he's, eye. He's still invisible, right? No. No, no he was I've never, never been invisible. Poker in the eye. Um, <laughs> it, it is very much um, Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like goth Tinkerbell. Yes. Ooh, Max. Max, Max, Max. Nine points. So nine points of healing. Very nice. So you, you are not at zero, you're at nine. We needed that, Philip. We needed That's it really very good. badly. Very good, Philip. Okay. Uh, do me one other favor. Roll a d20. This is to figure out Horace's initiative. Horace! I did, I did send you Horace's stat sheet, so you should see his initiative bonus. You, you absolutely sent that to me. Absolutely. I got it, Philip. We'll all find it, Philip. <laughs> I'm paralyzed, but... Initiative is minus one. Oh, well, then it's a three. <laughs> he goes very last. But I think we agreed I'm controlling horse. You're controlling him. Zenobia's dice are the... His dice. Yeah. It's, it, it's like it's we're a all controlling effort. a bit of him. <laughs> I mean, to be so fair, I've been rolling better than Zenobia this combat. Too true. So is this, like the, is this like the episode of Buffy where they all are part of Buffy fighting Adam? Yes. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Richard is definitely the brain. Uh, Zenobia, if she was unparalyzed, would be the hand. Um, Vivian is the heart. Mm-hmm. Go planet. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know what Renly would be. He'd be the Xander. Cheerleader. The Xander. Cheerleader. The, Ze- the Zeppo. He'd be the Zeppo. Okay. Um, so how many people are currently in the room besides Horace? Because he will burst into the room. One, two, three, four, five, six. So this is to determine where the lightning bolt hits. Ooh, I'm even going to use the digital dice over here on the chat, just so you guys can see who it goes after. So who's designated as which number? Okay, we'll do one is the cow, two is Anobia, three Vivian, four Renly, 
five Roderick, six the monster. Don't you roll a fucking two. We'll be very upset. Five to Roderick. <laughs> I was like, odds are Roderick. They always he always gives you an odd number, and odds are always Roderick. I'm okay with this. Well, let's see if the uh well, in this case you get to make a reflex save. Mm-hmm. For half for half damage. I think I made it. Sixteen? Just me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all we get. We can close counts in this. <laughs> <sighs> Horseshoes and hand grenades. And Pathfinder. And Pathfinder. So uh, since you take half, you will only take five points of damage. Oh my gosh. Man, I was so much more scared by that. No, it's annoying. <laughs> Not good. It is annoying. Okay. Um, so now it is Zenobia, third round of being paralyzed. What's Zenobia thinking about while she's paralyzed? It's kind of relaxing to not have to do all the hitting. <laughs> is she impressed with Roderick? Yeah, she's very happy with Roderick's uh, blossoming. Is she mad that I made you greasy? No, she's very relieved. She, she understands why. And that means that the tentacles don't directly contact her. So it makes her happy. Okay, that'll bring us back to Vivian. All right, Gary. I think Macau might have done it this time. 24? 24 will hit. Gorg! So, Oh, and that was not without the flanking. Or that was without the flanking. Okay. <laughs> right now I have to look up the damage because I didn't get that far. Uh, 1d8 plus 9. Hold on. I just think we kind of skipped over the fact that Roderick just got struck by lightning. Oh, I'm sorry. It just seemed like such a Roderick thing to do. <laughs> like, of course he did. It's kind of smoky, you know, smoke coming up off of his head. He's got the big sword. It was up in the air. He was really, we were all relieved that he uh, made the save. Yes. 13, sure his... 13 points of damage. Not adamantine, so three. Yeah. So there. No, <laughs> there, there... Celestial horns are made of adamantine. I can't didn't believe you, you know? know that. Pretty sure. And I can't believe you didn't know that. Do you get flanking damage too? There's no flanking damage, Mom. <laughs> You're the only it person. Only helps. Oh, I'm the only one that helps. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Why, why does it everybody get flat? We should just play a whole party of rogues so you stop being confused. <laughs> oh, good, good cow. I'm so happy. Yes. Uh, I think that was the fourth round of cow. Um, and then healing for 12 points. And that'll get both Roderick and Zenobia. Roderick is topped off. So our strategy right now is just to let this thing play with, with its toy Zenobia. <laughs> I mean, the cow's really trying to distract it, and maybe now that it's hit, it did. It said some rude things. You know, this is very much a, a World of Warcraft MMO boss battle. Is The creature is just doing a bunch of damage to one target, <laughs> and one person is healing that one target, and everyone else is doing everything they can to kill it. And the cow's saying some, like, rude cow cuss words. <laughs> they don't do that in World of Warcraft. Like, Eat more chicken. <laughs> Move. <laughs> yeah, move. That's a good one. You know, eat more chicken it now loses its meaning before it was cute. <laughs> now it feels like a regular curse. Every time I see it, like, oh, can they say that on Billboard? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's all we have left because all the meat package processing is uh, closed. So. Eat more eggs. <laughs> and that's all my right. turn. Very good. Bring us to the aberrant Promethean's turn. Zenobia uh, takes another 14 points of damage from the, the tentacles. We'll roll to try to maintain the grapple. Zenobia might die this turn. Like, die, die. No, I know. It's awful. That's a natural 14 on the die, so it definitely maintains the grapple. It's uh, 24 points of damage. She's dead. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh, no. Oh, 
What a shitty way to go out. Paralyzed. But killed by the boss of the book, though. <sighs> she did everything she could. Yeah. Uh. Pregnant Noelle's crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Solved a lot of issues for me. <laughs> well. Yeah, there's some questions we don't have to answer anymore. Well, you always said that you were going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> if your character got killed. Well, and here we go. <laughs> at, least, at least it's an epic death. It's not like some random scythe. I don't know. Being poisoned to death wasn't really what I had in mind. Yeah, it wasn't, really a, ra- it wasn't a scythe that I walked into. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me. Oh, Vivian lets out a whale. But the creature does drop Zenobia. Like that. And turns to the cow. And at this point, Horus comes bursting through the door. One round late, Horus. Damn it. Ugh. Good news, you get to play Horus. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's not forget, there's a mad scientist locked up in a statue. <laughs> Who knows what they can do? <laughs> Vivian seems really, or Zenobia seems really pro being brought back to life. <laughs> now. I mean, it's like her opposite stance before. Right. It's like, I was against it until just now. <laughs> <laughs> I love the undead. <laughs> okay. So Horus bursts through. Horus bursts through the door, and you guys are controlling Horus. So, so Richard. Horus, what timing? It sucks. <laughs> Where, father? I think he's in the statue immediately behind me. Who did so? Probably this thing. Can you help us kill it? It's hurt and killed Zenobia. Please help us. I will kill it with everything I have. I was hoping you'd say that. So what does Horus do? So, uh, Elizabeth, Horus has either... He can either attack with an ogre hook, which you get three attacks at decreasing two hit bonuses, and it does 2d8 plus 10 damage, or he can attack with two slams, which both have a plus 21 to hit, actually it'd be plus 23 because he's going to rage, and that'll do 2d8 plus 7 plus 1d6 electricity, which I think might be the better option for the slams, but I'll let you decide. I think the slams sound more effective. Okay. That's what killed, that's what, that's what killed you. Killed me. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um... If Horus is intent on walking up to this thing, he actually only needs to take a five-foot step to get close enough. But actually, doesn't need to because he's got reach. Look at that. He also needs to rage. Yes. So, from where Horus is standing, he has enough reach to punch this thing. So, he's going to rage, which is going to give him an additional plus two to his to hit and damage. Which And it does some other things that I'm not going to look up. Um, You're going to do all the math, right? Oh, yeah. Because I'm dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got the thing here. I'll just tell you what to roll. So... Since he can reach from where he is, he's going to slam it twice, and you get a plus 23 to each hit. <laughs> Read that one first. Natural 20 and yeah. a natural 19. <laughs> Zenobia's really mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not actually mad, she's dead. But <laughs> so that's a 23 to each one. Yeah. On top of that. I think yeah. they hit. Yeah. Hit and a crit. Yeah. So roll to confirm the critical. <laughs> 19. Just rolled a natural 19. Shit, Zenobia. (laughs) It was too late once I was paralyzed. Oh, yeah. No, it sucked. So, for your critical hit, it says shield smack. Double damage, and the target's shield is is disarmed. Does the creature have any kind of a shield bonus to its AC, Gary? No, it does not. Okay. What about the adamantine? (laughs) What? Yeah, it knocks the adamantine uh, damage reduction out. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, it's still double damage, which is what you want. So that is 4d8 plus 14 damage. Seven. 
10, 11, 16 on the dice. 16 plus 14 is 30 points of damage. It is not adamantine, Gary, so you want to subtract that 10. And then 1d6 electricity, because his punches are electric for some reason. Four. Four points of electric damage. That was the critical punch. Mm-hmm. Now for the non-critical punch is 2d8 plus 7. And you could kill it on this hit. About time. And that's six points. Plus seven. Plus seven. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so three points. And, then and, the, and the punch. And nope. the electric. Three. Three. Okay. So a total of six, but that's something. Still alive. That was something. That was a really good turn from Horace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's pissed. Telling him that this creature did it was a really good idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roger. All right. Uh, so you said this thing's looking weak, right? Yes. You have done a shit ton of damage on yourself. Okay, so he is not going to do the trick this time. He's just going to do his regular attack just to do the chance to hit. Come on. Natural 16 plus 16 is a 32. That's a hit. All right. Is that a critical threat? No, 17 is a crit. Okay. I was really hoping it was 17. Right, that is 13 points of slashing damage and one point of fire. And it is dead. Go ahead and describe how you kill this thing. So it just killed Zenobia. So Roderick, he's he's not losing focus. He's still on the task at hand. But you see tears starting to swell out of his eyes. And Horus rocks this thing, punching it twice. And Roderick takes that opportunity to make a final leap on top of it and stab it right behind its head and sort of like twist the twists his sword. This this plus one keen magical longsword that he's been in love with. <laughs> And and really, really torque it in and, and ride this thing to the ground as it dies. Ugh. Good I, job, I Roderick. That also, in my imagination, even though it does nothing, Carrie is going to attack, but it doesn't, you know, it's like attacking a dead body or hitting like something that's, it's, it's just sorrow and rage and just everything that, that sh- it's, it's useless, but it makes her, it doesn't make her feel better, but it, it it helps. It's cathartic. Yes, cathartic is the great is a great word. Disperses your rage. This is how yes. you're going to get rid of your rage. Yeah. And after Roger kills the creature, he he's he's almost certain Zenobia is dead just because of how crushed her body got on that last constriction with the tentacles. It's like twisted. But he's going to go take a look anyway and try his healing hex to see if it does anything. And Vivian's already there, like on her knees, wailing. <laughs> I'm really crying. It's lame. <laughs> no, it's not lame. I'm so pregnant. <laughs> well, it was a good death. It was. A, it was a death that she would have been proud of. Just like, yeah, she would have been, been pissed. <laughs> she would. She, she would be so bad right now. and fighting. She'd be so bad about being paralyzed. Renly, I think. I, I think Vivian's right. I think she would have been very, very pissed off. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that isn't that her though? Yes. For yes. a barbarian, she still had that bit of rage in her. Well, Horace, thank you for your help. It probably would have killed the rest of us without you. Could have showed up around earlier. <laughs> it's Phillips. Renly. It's Phillips' fault. Philip. My fault. My fault. I didn't lie. I'm sorry. That was a one. I'm sorry. I was too far away. Well, let's get your father. Nobody else is going to die today. So. I guess you got to use the wand on me now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to resurrect you? <laughs> that is the question. And the cow disappears. 
My question is, is there enough money to resurrect me? We've taken a lot of loot that we haven't uh, turned in. There might have been if Roger didn't spend all his money on a ring of protection and a, mithra- and a plus one chain shirt. <laughs> no, I'm talking about all the money in the house that we're going to take from this guy. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to loot the shit out of this place. <laughs> oh, no, wait. The guy's still alive in there. Well, let's ask him for money. doesn't matter. He owes. <laughs> it's a yeah. reward. He yeah. might know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's yes. talk to the guy in the statue. Vivian Before is... Before you kill him. So this was all out of character. This yeah. was yeah. none of our characters said. <laughs> yes, exactly. Vivian is remaining near Zenobia's body. She's, uh, you know, tending to her and just like saying, like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you tried." You did everything you could, Vivian. Nobody could have done better than you did. And with that, Roderick stands up, sheaths the sword, and sort of starts walking over to the statue with the count in it. Okay. And I'm assuming Horace is following with. He is. He can't get too close to the. Adamantine, because he doesn't like it. Adamantine. Correct. So, Roderick says, he kind of looks around, and says, how do I get you out of this thing? And I guess and I roll can, a perception? Yeah. Is it 20? 20. Uh, you can see the levers, I mean, the, the latches of where it, it closes um, to release him from this prison. All right, so Roderick very deliberately uh, grabs the levers and starts opening, opening the statue up. Okay. And he kind of collapses out of this. He's very weak. Very frail. Probably malnourished. Thank you. Thank you very much for for releasing me. What in the name of all the gods was that? That was an abomination that I regret ever creating. Yeah, I bet you do. And I'm going to roll a heal check to uh, see if there's anything that can help with this physical condition. Good. Six. I don't know anything. No. I, I was... I was trapped... Inside this cage, I was trying to speak to my wife here. And these men in robes, I believe they called themselves the Whispering Way, trapped me inside and released this abomination upon me. Are there any other creatures like this? No, this was the only one like this I created. Um, she is still controlling Horus, right? No, it was a one round thing, you'd have to stay up near the machine. Oh, never mind. I would assume that you would have turned off the lightning machine by now. Oh, absolutely. We don't want. Yeah, we closed. We closed the ceiling. So, um, did the whispering way say anything to you? Why were they here? They wanted to use the bond slave thrall to control my boy here, and use him to steal the sea sage effigy. Though I'm not sure why. So you know just as much as we do. I heard. Well. Waxwood, my homunculus, overheard them speaking in hushed tones about the Shudderwood Forest, the dark forest of the south and east. I suspect that they will be heading to Askinor Lodge. It's the only island of civility within the depths of that forest. If, if you choose to go that direction, I recommend a certain path to go, and I can get you that information. I would love that information. Whispering Way has killed two of our party members, my brother and my sister. Well, there is a an ancient hunting trail through the Shutterwood. It is known as the Silent Path. It is, it is where I used to go when I was seeking out rare plants and, and toxins. Uh, you can access it about a mile downstream from Schloss Karamark. If you do follow the Whispering Way, I will increase your reward for freeing me. The Whispering Way are going to answer for their crimes. 
It is my mission to make sure that they do. I will speak to my bankers in Leperstad and tell them to release a cash award for for each of you for helping to free me and protect my son. Make sure he gets Zenobia's cut. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Your son is very special, but he is your last born. Do you understand me? Yeah, Roderick is looking up at that uh, device up at the top. He's like, I think you ought to destroy that. I believe you are correct. And I'm very sorry for your wife. I I went a little mad (laughs) after she and my my son died. I tried to recreate them. Um... Roderick wants to make sure this machine gets destroyed. It's like, so, so do we? Do we destroy it now? I think Horus would probably be very uh, appropriate to help us with that. I, we can help however necessary to destroy this thing. Horus, as you call him, should not be controlled in this manner. I absolutely agree, Horus. Would you be? Would you do the honors? I will help my friends, however I can. So grab that thing and crush it. I like crushing things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Horace. So, uh, Count Karamark, um, how did you create Horace to begin with? He's like no other construct I've ever seen. I created him as I created all of my other creations. I truly do not understand how he gained sentience. I can only I can only guess that it was a gift from the gods to bring my son back. That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. So Roderick is dusting himself off. Well, I don't think lightning is going to strike twice, so I think it's best that you leave the rest of this at peace. Good lightning pun, Richard. I know. That was pretty <laughs> good. I do ask that you please do not discuss the events of what have happened here. I... I fear my reputation is already already diminished. I don't wish for it to be more so. Roderick looks at the broken machine at the top. I think that I think that satisfies me. Horace, you are a very good person, and the cruelties that have been done to you are undeserved. It has been nice to know you. Um, what are you going to do now? I'm going to carry I... Zenobia back to the town <laughs> because she bought me a suit and tried to keep these stupid socks off of me. <laughs> He's still wearing the rubber ducky socks? No, he tore them off as soon as he could. <laughs> he was insulted by the rubber ducky socks. Such a lie. I stay and help father. I see you again? Yes, you certainly will as long as we are still welcome. You are my best friends. You are welcome anytime. I'm glad that's Horace. your call and not the not the accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Horace, it is my honor to be called your friend. At times, I, I don't feel like I deserve the most purest friendship that you have given to us. I wish you nothing but happiness. And I, you, friend. Can I cast a Richard? Mm-hmm. Can I cast prestidigitation to engulf him in a stream of butterflies? Yes. So that's what I do. <laughs> it's like this, you know, you, you know those um, uh, money grabs or ticket grab kind of thing uh-huh, where uh-huh. the money blows all over you. That's what that's what happens. You see all these butterflies 
flying into the into the air. Then he freaks out and jumps off the side. <laughs> <laughs> so Roderick is I looking. Would imagine he tried to grab him and put him in his pockets, just like a money grab. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian is still very emotional. I can't really speak, but she comes up and just gives Horace a huge hug. And uh, would have to be a huge hug because he's so big. <laughs> and says, yeah. "Remember that the love and beauty always comes from within, Horace." Would you teach me? I can do that, but I can't stay here. I understand. Can you cast message? Not without, not unless I can see him. He also can't cast it on Horus because Horus is immune to magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that great a spell, Renly. Yeah, but you can do it as many times as you like. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. They're still not there. They're still not there. <laughs> He's still not It's like there. a beeper. <laughs> so I'm trying to call your father. <laughs> yeah. What does Horace say to me? Because I can't say goodbye to him. He, Horace sees Zenobia's body lying there, and he's reminded once again of his friend Elsa, and he he picks you up and holds holds you just like he held Elsa, and he says, "Once again, I." too late to save friend and his mouth turns open that what looks like that grin that you know is him crying again Roderick walks up and puts a hand not on his shoulder because he's so tall but as, as high as he can he grabs him by the balls <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, uh, Carrie slash Renly does the same thing Vivian holds his hand she liked you a lot she did not like those socks but she liked you a lot <laughs> She was I'm wrong sorry. about the socks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was so late. It's okay, we blame Philip. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right on time for the rest of us. Maybe, maybe she says hi to my mother now, and to Elsa, and Elsa, and to Thursko. Yeah. I mean, she you knows know who Elsa is. Now. She already talked to her once. That's what Vin- but, that's what Zenobia's going to do in the afterlife. She's going to be like a governess. <laughs> She's going to whip those kids into shape. More like, uh, I think, the athletic director at Hogwarts. <laughs> you know, the one who teaches them how to ride their brooms? Yeah. Madam Hooch. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Horace, there's one thing that I want you to know. Death is never the end. It starts us on a new journey. And just because we can't bring somebody back doesn't mean that we don't love them any less. Sometimes it's better to let them go. That includes my brother, who you didn't know. But he was very strong. (laughs) Bringing it back. And it includes Zenobia here. Who's dead, dead, dead. Brave warrior. (laughs) This brave, brave warrior. Brave, brave, dead, dead, dead warrior. (laughs) And it also includes Elsa, your best friend. And unfortunately, it also includes your mother. Now it includes you! Slits his throat. Sorry, sorry. But he doesn't bleed and it's not adamantine, so it doesn't do any damage. (laughs) And it's not that we don't want them back. It's that sometimes it's appropriate to say goodbye. Do you understand? I think so. 
Now it's time for us to say goodbye as well. Yes, so... Sorry to talk raw logistics, but I think um, Vivian and I should carry Zenobia's body down so we can enter her properly. And Horace, I believe your father needs help getting down. He does not seem to be strong enough to make his way down on his own. I will help. Yeah, so if you could lead the way, because we don't know where we're going. Also, Horace, you wanted to learn. I will be in contact with you, but I have to take care of this right now. I understand. Very well. Let us leave this horrid place. <laughs> That's his house, dude. <laughs> I stand by So, him. yeah. Yeah, no. I, I think that, that yeah, you, uh, Horace and his father go out first, followed by Vivian Roderick and Roderick. And, yeah, Vivian and Roderick carrying Zenobia. And then as, as we are about to close the door, um, carry cast one last spell of ear piercing scream to shatter the the uh, the jar that Horace's mother is in so that no other construct can be created and there's no temptation Oof, that's cold man she's a stone cold bitch mm-hmm. and then Renly just blames it on Carrie <laughs> well absolutely it was Carrie that's doing but um, everyone turns around and uh, sees what the noise was and then she does too like oh what was that oh <laughs> yeah, it was really loud. What was that? <laughs> but, yeah, we leave the tower. Okay. Horus uh, carries his father back through the museum, back across the bridges, and to the main mansion, and is going to take him up to his bedroom to let him rest. And finds it's recently been used. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone's been sleeping in my bed. (laughs) But he thanks you once again and says his goodbyes and says he hopes that he can see you all again soon. We return the goodbyes. Also, did we get any cool stuff from that room? I think we took the pin, but that was it. We left the money. You know, I kind of quietly put the goat statues back. (laughs) (laughs) We just put it on a different table. Like, I don't know where this set came from. How did this end up here? So we leave Horace. We say goodbye to the nice automaton who told us to wait in the dining room. A million times. As they're walking out the front door and walking across the bridge, Vivian begins to sing a dirge for Zenobia, her family song that she learned about the warriors of the past. Carrie joins. Roderick joins as well. And we probably... Roderick casts mount so we could could put Zenobia's body on the horse so we can carry her so we can get her back into town and as they're walking back into town or like the road back into town once the music has stopped Vivian's walking beside Roderick and she just says I can't do this anymore I'm not surprised (laughs) your heart is far too pure and tender for the atrocities we've been observing it's too much and now Zenobia's gone to be fair, your obligation to Professor Lorimore is long satisfied. She nods. So you should go back home in all peace. Yes. If I'm ever in Almas, can I look you up? Of course, Roderick. You'll probably need some healing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, however, I think 
think I need to go look for my father. I don't have time, now that this is over, to go chasing after secret cults when my father is out there somewhere. This is Renly. He's back to Renly. It's been Renly for a minute. I guess this is goodbye. I have to find that cult. I have to. Whether it's on my own or with somebody else. They've caused too much destruction to be allowed to exist. They have, Renly. And I don't blame you. And I would join you, but I must find my father. No. Journeys cross and end all the time. It's understandable. This is... You have your own fight, I have mine. Vivian has her own path as well. I just wish we didn't have to part ways on such a somber occasion. Likewise, but perhaps our paths will cross again. Perhaps. And I hope you find your father. Even even if the worst has happened to him, that connection to family is everything. Thank you. Vivian kind of jokes up at that. Because uh, we don't really we've never really gone into her backstory that much but she's um she's an orphan <laughs> oh and uh Zenobia was definitely the closest thing to a mom that she had and she didn't even realize that she was missing that element until it was gone well I think that was part of the dynamic too was mm-hmm. uh Zenobia had missed her, her family so much it's another reason it's okay that she died mm-hmm. yeah she didn't she'd have anybody she'd, else? She'd been dead for years. Wow, yeah. So, and and certainly we, we do a proper burial. Not in no. Lepestad. Not in Lepestad. She hates it. <laughs> so, we're saying Can our we goodbyes. we go back to Raven Grove? Because that's where, <laughs> I mean, that's where her last charge was. We that's bury her under... We bury her under... Raven Grove. Are you going to take me back to Harrowstone? No. no <laughs> I'm going to bury you under Tex and Edna's shop. <laughs> <laughs> or you could... You could Taxidermy me and put me a t- <laughs> No, I think I think you take me back to uh, the Temple of Shaylin. You yeah. bury me there at your monastery. Well, I think I'll tell you what Vivian's gonna do. Yeah. Um, I actually think Vivian's gonna. You're, you're not gonna get buried. She's gonna cremate you. Make sure you can't come back. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> yes, yes, because you knew how much I hated the undead. And the last thing yeah. she'd want is some random necromancer coming by yeah. her grave. Like, oh, she looks like she was a powerful warrior. Let's summon her as a yeah. skeletal champion. Yeah. I think actually what she's going to do is... Viking. She's going to, she's gonna, yeah, Viking, Viking burial, like, burn you. But then I think she's actually going to take the ashes back with her and, and spread them in the ocean. Because she does think she probably never seen an ocean and would think it would be really I cool. I like that. I like that. Like new land to explore, something something cool and new. Yeah, so Roderick agrees. He helps you uh, get Zenobia's body cremated. Uh, Renly at the end, I mean, you go off to do that, but he is he is going back to Ravengrow. Yeah. He, he needs to pick something up from the smithy. Mm. The spiffy smithy. An adamantine mm. weapon? <laughs> First of all, you guys get all my money. <laughs> I would like to suggest... That we're we're on a river right now, right? I have no idea. We're close to one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And rivers go to the ocean. Mm, that's a good idea too. So I think you shouldn't transport me anywhere. You ought to build the funeral. Well, you can't fund. argue it because I you're know. Dead. But I'm just saying, it's it's more like a, this is the second time the deceased has argued about the way they were supposed <laughs> to be interred. Well, of course. But I'm just th- I'm thinking more like uh, Conan the Barbarian when uh, she dies. She says, "You want to live forever," and they put her on her on a pyre, 
And then you throw the ashes in the river. Yeah. I think Vivian might have to think on it, because I think her thing is, like, she really hates this country. Uh, <laughs> got it. And I think she imagines that Zenobia doesn't really like this country either. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Is there a Ralph's around here? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I would assume that there would be some sort of funeral before you all part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we advance forward a bit into the future. We see Vivian back in Almas around her people of Shaylin, once again happy and and glowing. And within the temple of Shaylin, she's set up a vigil for Zenobia. So Zenobia can be honored every day by the followers of Shaylin. We cut to Roderick preparing and gathering more of his silver weapons as he sets off into the Shutterwood to find his father. And then we see Rinley. He's in Ravengrow. And he receives a message from Judge Deramid. Judge Deramid lets him know that she appreciates the work that the group has done to, to ensure the safety of the beasts. She admits within the letter that She's a member of the Esoteric Order of the Palatinai. It's a secret organization, among others, that seeks to defend Ustalag from the threats both within and without. They know that the Whispering Way has been involved in the theft of the Seasage Effigy. The Order is greatly concerned with the Whispering Way. It's a death cult that reveres undeath as a means of transcendence and has disturbing connections to the Whispering Tyrant Tarbathon. She tasks you, Renlin, Sheetle, to find another group to investigate the Whispering Way within the Shutterwood. She offers a substantial reward of 6,000 gold pieces to track them down. Renly hears the ghost of Zenobia say, Ask for (laughs) twelve. And we have completed book two. Yay! Man. You know, we couldn't have scripted Zenobia's end better. No. Well, and then Roderick no. and Vivian, too. We yes. hadn't decided exactly how we were going to leave, but I think that that, that just felt natural. It yeah. really does. It, it was the really right springboard. Together. It really was. Mm-hmm. You got to trust the dice, I guess, is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like trusting the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed results. But, uh, I mean, it made for a great ending of book two, mm-hmm. but unfortunately that also means that we won't have... Elizabeth and Noel and Richard with us any longer. No. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. We've really, really enjoyed doing this and we'd keep doing it if we could, but we have family obligations now. And it's completely understandable. Now this has been a wonderful experience. It's been so much fun. And I'm really glad uh, that we've been able to bring this adventure to so many people that we don't even know. Yeah. It's really it's cool. amazing. That's a, a the amazing part. It really is. Yes. And there's more to come. Hope everybody has enjoyed what we've done so far and continues listening (laughs) yes i know you will enjoy what happens in the future thank you i know i'm great yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you audience (laughs) thank you so much thank you you guys will always have that the knowledge and joy of being the founders of the die by the floor podcast absolutely Yep. yep but like they said don't forget to continue listening listeners the story does continue and we'll continue the story next week bye everybody bye everybody